All right. Looks like we are live, guys. Uh, welcome to all of those of you who are tuning in. I know we've got folks who are regular uh, visitors or watching us on uh, uh, this. Uh, what, what are we calling this now here again, Thomas? I'm looking around for our title here. Moment of truth. Moment, Moment of truth. truth. That's it. I'm just, uh, I'm just going, I'm going uh, we've got plenty of ones that, that deal with it, you know, that we're there, but moment of truth. That's right. Uh, and so we want to welcome you. Uh, we've got uh, three of us today. Uh, Pastor uh, Wayne uh, Lott could not be with us. And uh, Chris Cannon uh, is at a birthday party, 10-year-old birthday party. His son turned 10 today. And so they've got a little something going for him. But we do have the auspicious ah. <laughs> Roy <laughs> Carpenter, who is going to be with us uh, as he normally is. Uh, and the very knowledgeable Thomas Miller, and I'm just filling in for the laughs. But, <laughs> you know, but uh, my, I'm Harlan Haynes, a pastor at First Baptist in Troy, and Roy's at uh, uh, Oenaville Baptist Church, and, and uh, uh, I'm proud to say Thomas is one of our good members there at uh, FBC Troy, uh, who helps keep this thing going. But... Uh, I think, guys, that we were looking at a topic. We didn't meet, uh, I think, last Tuesday uh, because of the weather. I think most of us were in our underground shelters hiding from the tornadoes. <laughs> but uh, uh, I, but uh, we were going to be talking about blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. And let me just read the verses. I, I don't want to just take the one verse out of context. I want to read the whole thing um, and so that we can... Uh, grab the whole context of it, and then uh, let's just jump into this. And I'm coming out of Matthew in chapter 12. Uh, I'm going to look at verses 22 through uh, 32 here. And it says, Then a demon-possessed man who was blind and unable to speak was brought to him, the him being Jesus. He healed him so that the man could both speak and see. All the crowds were astounded and said, Could this be the son of David? When the Pharisees heard this, they said, This man drives out demons only by Beelzebub, the ruler of the demons. Knowing their thoughts, he told them, Every kingdom divided against itself is heading for destruction, and no city or house divided against itself will stand. If Satan drives out Satan, he is divided against himself. How then will his kingdom stand? And if I drive out demons by uh, Beelzebub, by whom do your sons drive them out? I thought Jesus has always got a good answer there. For this reason, I will be your. They will be your judges. If I if I drive out demons by the Spirit of God, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. How can someone enter a strong man's house and steal his possessions unless he first ties up the strong man? Then he can plunder his house. Anyone who is not with me is against me, and anyone who does not gather with me scatters. Therefore, I tell you, people will be forgiven every sin and blasphemy, but the the Holy Spirit against the Spirit will not be forgiven. Whoever speaks a word against the Son of Man will be uh, forgiven him, but whoever speaks against the Holy Spirit will not be forgiven. It will not be forgiven him either in this age or the age to come. And you know, Roy, I think there's a whole lot of folks are scared of that, wondering, have I done it? Ever new Christian that comes forth, as they read the Bible, they come across these words, and that's the first thing 
that they ask me. The first thing they say, how do we know if we've committed this sin? And I tell them, the first thing I tell them is if you question it, you haven't done it. That's right. And, and so that, that's that's the first thing. But I do think it's a great teaching tool, This these verses you just read, because Jesus is telling you that all sins will be forgiven. Yes. He's, he's, he didn't cut any slack here, except for blasphemy of the Holy Spirit, which I'm sure you're going to explain here in just a minute. And so... I was depending on Chris after our conversation last week. You know, I was, I was depending on Chris to come in with that. But anyway, uh, I tell him if you if you're thinking about it, you haven't committed it, and so you you can't do it. But the best part about these verses is Jesus telling them, "I say unto you, no matter what sin or what blasphemy you do against, is just the one against the Holy Spirit. So the only one that's not forgiven. Everything else he can forgive." Well, and you know what? What really gets me? He even says, "If you blaspheme against the Son of Man, it That's will right. be you can blaspheme against Jesus, and it can still be forgiven." There's just one blaspheme of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, and I—that's I, what I'm saying. This is a great teaching tool, especially for new Christians. Yeah, and, and uh, uh, also for people that. Say I live a good life, but I can't get I can't get a hold of this thing with Jesus because I just you know I'm not good enough. And, yeah, uh, this, yeah. This this explains that away. Right? That's it. Yeah. It really does. And you know, and I've, I'll have Christians. They'll come up to me and they'll say, "Well, how do I know I haven't done that?" I said, "If you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, uh, you know, number one, if you're asking the question, then you're still okay. But the other is, uh, have you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Well, yes, I have. I said, then. You have not done it and cannot do it, uh, you know, in that fact. Because when, when blasphemes the Holy Spirit, what we have going on here is we've got the Pharisees, you know, you know obviously they're claiming that Jesus is uh, basically Satan himself. I mean, you know, and uh, so they're talking against him. And by what he is doing things is through the spirit of Satan and well, and in here, Jesus basically is 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 saying, "Hey, you know, you bring shown all these things. The Holy Spirit is telling you who I am. He's he's you know he's presenting all this evidence of the healing of these people of everything, and you're refusing to see him. You're telling him he's a liar, and uh, refusing to accept." Uh, the testimony that the Holy Spirit is given about Jesus, uh, and therefore the blaspheme of the Holy Spirit, uh, basically telling the Holy Spirit he's a liar uh, in this with all that he's showing and claiming the Holy Spirit is actually a demon, you know, a, a spirit of demons in that. And, uh, and you know, as I look at people, I go, but, and can one blaspheme the Holy Spirit today? Absolutely. But it's too late. When it's too late is when they take their last breath because they can never repent of that. Basically, it's a rejection of the Holy Spirit and what the Holy Spirit is trying to or is witnessing to them about who Jesus is. And they refuse to believe, saying, no, I refuse to believe I'm a liar and all that. So let me throw it back to you, Roy. Well, I think the other side of that coin is is the people attribute the works of Christ, the miracles of Christ, to the Satan. And when they do that, they're actually turning their back on the Spirit and say, you know, 
This is not the work of God. This is not something that the Holy Spirit has done. They're giving that work, whatever it is, back to the, giving it to Satan. And I think, like these guys said, he's doing this through Be Beelzebub, the prince of the devils. And so he's telling, they're telling Jesus that you're, he knew their thoughts. And he says, you're, you're attributing this work to Satan, this work that I did, talking about himself. And so he's telling them straight out, you can't do that. You, 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 can't, you can't reject the work of the Holy Spirit. I think and in another part of the Bible, it says, do not grieve the spirit. And I think it's all falls together in the same thing is, you know, you just, you can't deny the Holy Spirit. And that's what these new Christians I was talking about. As they come to it, they, that, that's the first thing they're trying to do is saying, well, am I good enough to do this? And yeah. uh, I think these words, these words right here, that, that takes care of that problem. No, I think so, too. I think you're right. And, you know, they say, well, can I do this? Well, uh, no, you've accepted the Holy Spirit. You've accepted who the Holy Spirit has said about who Jesus is. Now, I do think... Uh, personally, I do believe that one can, a Christian, a Christian cannot blaspheme against the Holy Spirit because we've accepted who he said Christ is. We've accepted Christ in our lives. But I do think that we can grieve the Holy Spirit. You know, we oh, can yeah. call the Holy Spirit. Oh, man, I know he's had to grieve in my life a few times. Quite honestly, I think all of our lives um, because of us not walking in the way that uh, we ought to be walking. And uh, but but grieving and blaspheming, the man. That's a that's a that's two different things. There, I mean, right. it's both against the Holy Spirit. But uh, uh, but Christians do grieve. Yeah, we grieve the Holy Spirit, but we are still saved. We don't have to. It says here, you know, that can be forgiven. That can be forgiven. We get back right again. But when one blasphemes to the very end, hardens your heart against the testimony of the Holy Spirit to the very end, uh, then that sin, I mean, when you stand before God, that's unforgivable. And, uh, uh, and you know, as we look at and, and we look at what all God has done and what God gives us to show that he is here and for his spirit to show us who Jesus is, you know, Roy, I'm thinking it takes a whole lot to discredit the Holy Spirit. I mean, I mean, you, you've got to really work at it to discredit the Holy Spirit with all the evidence he shows of who Christ is. Even inside of you, inside of me, inside of everybody, if they're filled with the Spirit or filling with the Spirit, I, I still have a hard time when people say, are you, are you full of the Spirit? I, I'm thinking, well, there's always a little part of me that is that there's some room in here somewhere for some more. And uh, But I think that I knew a guy years ago, and uh, I used to sit at his picnic table behind his house, and we would have the Bibles out, and he, and he could quote scripture. He he really didn't need his Bible because he could quote scripture. And we'd sit there and we would talk for hours. And me and another, and I was not a preacher at that time, but a preacher that was with me, we would sit there with this guy and we would talk the Bible in over and over and go through it. And he would tell us all about stuff even we didn't know about, you know, in the Bible. And he was very, very knowledgeable. But not one time did he ever accept Jesus Christ. He said, I can't do it because I'm not good enough. And 
even when we went to these verses here, like I'm telling you, these are very good learning verses here. He still refused. And, and uh, of course, I left that part of the country, as we all did years ago. And uh, I never knew for sure if he ever accepted Christ or the work. But it was just amazed me that he could quote scripture and had never accepted Christ and uh, as his Lord and Savior. And that it always bothered me because I've known him for years and years. And But... I don't know. Is that that's that's like a rejection? Yeah, that's so. Uh, he, he rejected the work of the Holy Spirit. I mean, this, what gave him the knowledge of the Bible? <laughs> it had to be the Spirit of God. And so, and it, it just amazed me that he could quote Scripture, and he knew the words, but he couldn't get it. He couldn't get a hold of it. I know the Spirit showed him right there in God's Word who Jesus is. That Jesus was willing to forgive him of. No matter who, what he had done. And he then, can tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> and then to say no, to 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 reject that uh, uh, on there. Uh, kind of the same. I, my mom used to go into a nursing home years ago. She went for years to a nursing home, and she came home talking about a man uh, who uh, she had witnessed to. And she kept witnessing and witnessing and witnessing to him. And finally, he just said, you may as well stop said, it's of no use. And she said, why not? He said, years ago, uh, he said, I kept feeling God want me to accept Jesus. God want me to accept Jesus. And I did and didn't. And it was because I was going to have to give up way of life that he had. Wow. At least he perceived he was going to have to give it up. And he said, I finally told the Holy Spirit to get the, and he used the word, out of my life and don't bother me again. And he said, wow. from, he said from that day forward, I've never had that longing to accept Jesus again. And he died about a month and a half later, never having accepted Jesus. And again, to me, that's it, that's one extreme of the blasphemy. Yours guy, he knew all this and he still refused both ways. Both of them were hardening their hearts in a way of what God was telling them to do. And, you know, I, I feel like that's a full rejection of the work of the spirit. And that's what yeah. we're talking about here. That's exactly. It's giving the work of the spirit to the devil. That's and, it. And so uh, I can't imagine what the punishment for that is. <laughs> but I guess I can imagine, but I don't want to. I don't want to. That's it. And thank goodness as Christians, we're not going to have to deal with that. And, you know, again, as it looks at, you know, people will say, hey, uh, I, uh, you, uh, you know, well, I, I've, I've blasphemed Jesus. I've, I've said bad things about Jesus. I've done this. Or, and whenever we, and not everybody accepts Jesus Christ the first time that they hear, they reject. A lot of times people reject, but after a while, the, because of the Holy Spirit working in your life, you come back and you accept. Uh, uh, it, it's, uh, it's, it's where they, uh, I can't read and talk at the same time. <laughs> But uh, it, it's a problem. Yeah, it, it's where you know, they they blaspheme Jesus by rejecting him, if you will, by saying, "Well, we don't believe." But then they come back and accept. But it's that Holy Spirit. That, if I am not correct, I believe we're told that we the faith that we have is through the Holy Spirit. I mean, He's the one that does that. Yeah. And so, when we don't want that anymore, then that does it. 
Well, I, you know, I still believe he's the comforter. That, uh, and I, I love that word comforter because I need it every day. We all do. And uh, <clears throat> I believe that without him, where would it just, – just think about this, Harlan. Where would you be today, Thomas? You can think about it. Where would you be today without the work of the Holy Spirit? Where, what would, where would your life be like without the Holy Spirit? I, mm. I can imagine that, but I don't want to. Yeah. Well, number one, I'd be on my way to hell. Uh, and number two, I would not have a peace in my life of knowing that after this life, I've got a great other life coming up a whole lot better than this one. And, uh, uh, you know, and, and what he's done in my life and showed me, I, I don't even want, it, it's kind of like, uh, it's kind of like, you know, being married. I don't want to imagine not being married. I mean, I, I just, it's it's who I am. You know, it makes me in that, you know? Well, I know one thing. If I wasn't married, the lights wouldn't be on. <laughs> <laughs> that part I know. <laughs> you know that part there. Thomas, jump in, man. What are you thinking here? Yeah, I think that there's a definite um, um for some Christians or new Christians, there's an apprehension in 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 understanding what this means, you know, because in their mind, it's exactly what we've been saying. You've had people who've said bad things about God, and therefore they think, oh, well, I can't go to heaven now. And what's yeah. the point? And, and, I, and I think it goes back to what we're saying, the fact that you're thinking, being remorseful or concerned shows that, no, you, you haven't made that, that decision. You know, we're talking son of man. And and I'm and, and and this is where I need a preacher to interpret that. That's Jesus, right? I mean, we're talking Son of Man. That's Jesus, and so it says he can be forgiven against him. But you know, and so I, I even myself in times have struggled with this because I know as a teenager I had said I've said stupid things as a joke, jokingly things that you shouldn't say just to get laughs or just to get, and I, and I, and I think back, Oh my goodness, you know, I, had, am I still in his graces, you know, because of what I've said and, 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 and ultimately the answer is yes, but there's always, you know, the guilt associated with what we've done in the past. And I think that's where, you know, the grieving comes in, the grieving of the Holy spirit. But what Satan does, I think Roy in so many Christians lives, he wants them to believe they've stepped over that boundary into something they can't, the blaspheme because they've accepted Christ, but he wants to do that because in so doing, he puts that doubt in their minds and then they become a useless tool for Jesus, if you will. Ineffective. And that's what, that's what happens to a lot of people. You know, when when we stand up there behind that puppet and we tell them, don't let that Satan's going to steal your testimony. He's going to steal your joy. Some people ask me, well, what does it mean when he steals your testimony? I said, well, it makes you ineffectual Mm -hmm. in the, in the in the kingdom of God, you're no longer useful because He's taken you, and He stole your testimony. That testimony that you had that you were filled with the Spirit, that you accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior, and He's turned it into something else. And so your testimony, all of a sudden, you're useless in the kingdom. You can no longer go out and, and preach. You can no longer go out and talk to people because they're going to say, "Hey, I know you're saying this now, but what happened yesterday?" And so we have to be very careful and. I've learned this the hard way several times now that you have to be very careful in your witness and you have to be very careful to protect your testimony that you have. And uh, without that, then you, they say, well, he's have to get your testimony and your joy. Well, if he steals your testimony, your joy is gone. 
Isn't that the truth? Amen. That preaches, man. That preaches. <laughs> I tell you, yeah. and, you know, and the thing is, when people do mess up, and, you know, Thomas says, we've all said things. We've all done things that uh, we wish we hadn't. Uh, even as preachers, you know, we do that. But the thing that we've got to be is remember that we are forgiven. That sin is forgiven. And we need to, I think one of the things we need to do is just, you know, let folks, well, we know what you, yes, I messed up. I messed up and that wasn't that grieved my Lord and I, but I'm still forgiven. Thank goodness for that. And just be honest with people. I messed up and you're going to mess up too. But guess what? When you mess up, you can still be forgiven. You know, you're still forgiven in that. And you're going to mess up again too. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. Because, you know, again, I I always go back to Paul, you know, uh, the the great Christian, the the things I don't want to do, I do. And the things I want to do, I don't do. I mean, Paul was a Christian then and he was still messing up. And so that puts me in some pretty good company, you know. Well, when he was going out at Damascus Road, what was he doing? He thought he was doing the work that God had appointed him to do. He was more than certain that he was on his way to wipe out this way that had come along and the Christian way. And he knew he was working for God. He, he absolutely was a hundred percent sure. And there's, there's people out there today that are a hundred percent sure that they're doing God's work and they need to read those verses about that Damascus road because he found out I'm not doing this. Yeah. And he, he found about out grieving the spirit. Now he was grieving the spirit. He, he was well, I mean, he wasn't, you know, and, and I guess, you know, you could say, well, he wasn't a Christian necessarily then. So, you know, on that, but the one thing I do know is when he met Jesus and the Holy spirit got boom on him, this is who it is. I mean, he, he, he accepted Christ. You know, I've always thought about him and thought about the idea that he worked in a spiritual realm that I figured was higher than I was than I was working. But that's not true. Mm-mm. He just surrendered and made himself available to do the work that God wanted him to do. <clears throat> and me, even after 15 years, I still hold back. And he didn't hold back anymore, I think. Yeah. And I kind of kick myself every morning when I think about that, that. There's more that I can do. It's just like right now, what we're doing tonight is we're trying to reach out and touch people. And that's something we ought to tell people that are listening or going to listen to this in the next few days. They need to invite more people to listen to this or to go to church or to do something for the kingdom of God. We need to, as an outreach program, we need to be reaching further out. Yeah. No, we can't right. do that just by ourselves. We need help. That's it. We It, it, it takes... It takes a village, I guess, if you we've all got to do and everybody's responsible. And one day we will stand before God and give an accounting for what we have done or have not done to help bring people to the Lord. And I think that's where those of you watching, man, uh, now I know Devon's watching us there. And man, I know she's out there for the Lord, just hammering away for God. Uh, And we've got others who do that. But but you know what? We need others to reach out. Bring people in. Have them watch this, man. If they got questions, we want them to do. You can always ask a question on here, and we'll try to get to it. Uh, but let them learn about uh, the biggest problem. I think I, I find a lot of people really don't know who Jesus is. You know, they've grown up without, and you've got to say, "Let me tell you about Jesus." They can watch this. Take them to church. Great way to a good Bible believing, Bible teaching church, and they'll learn who Jesus is, and they'll. And I and you and the other thing is, Roy, I think the thing we forget to do is to pray. 
We need to pray for them with the heart of God, because I know what grieves God when anyone goes to hell because they never accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. I know that grieves God because he sent Jesus so they didn't have to, you know? I believe that everybody has an opportunity. And uh, yeah, our we have our opportunity here tonight to reach out and touch somebody out there. And, Amen. And, Amen. Uh, hopefully, and we do it in the spirit of, that God wants us to do it in. Yeah, and, and you know, and just in case somebody out there they've done this, the the Holy Spirit. Well, man, okay. So you mean I have a chance? I have a chance to accept Jesus. I mean, I I have not gone so far because I have asked that question. And that, why don't you just, man, why don't you just real quickly just present them the gospel of how they can come to know Jesus now that they know if they're asking the question, it's not too late. The way you come to know Jesus is because the Spirit of God is going to call you, and it's calling you every day. If you haven't accepted his son, Jesus Christ, and his work on the cross, it's, the Spirit is calling you. I know this. I know that God's calling you to come in. To He may call you to come into any church. He may call you just to come talk to Harlan or to me or to Thomas or to anybody. And he, but you need to stay attuned and listen for God to talk to you and bring you to where you need to be. I've told people at my church, I cannot force people into that building. I can't force people to accept Christ. That's the work of the Holy Spirit of God, mm-hmm. and God himself will bring you through that door. And so if you want to accept Jesus, if you're looking for something, and everybody's looking for something, I'm looking for something every day. When I wake up in the morning, I say, thank you, God, for opening my eyes. What do you want me to do in your world today? Now, <clears throat> am I doing it every day? Absolutely not, because I'm I'm a sinner like the rest of the world, and I let things get in my way. And that's what I was talking about, Paul, earlier. About he's he had he was so in tune with his spirit that was inside of him that he worked every single day. And I believe that I, at one point I thought that he was given a gift to be able to do that. But I realize now that we are all given that spirit inside of us that is asking us, is coaching us telling us how to live our lives you yeah. know that we need to find jesus in our lives that we do we need to find jesus and that we know that we're sinners and it's not us telling us that we're sinners it's a holy spirit saying you're a sinner you need jesus you can't do it on your own i mean that just comes i mean that's the holy spirit and 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 for us all we have to do is just to pray just let Jesus know, hey, I'm a sinner. He knows it. You don't have to tell him that. He knows you've messed up. And the one great thing, Roy, I find about Scripture, never does Jesus ask us to get ourselves together before we come to him. He takes people just as they are as they come to him. And he takes them, and then he works in their lives. And that's what he wants to do with us spiritually, is just to, we ask for forgiveness. We ask him to take over our lives. We give our lives to him. And from and from that day forward, we want to live for him and we want to uh, be guided by his Holy Spirit. And we're going to trust him for our eternity. Hey, I tell people at the church all the time, there's nothing magic about praying a prayer like that. You don't have to have the right words. It's whether or not you really mean it. There's people that pray that don't mean it and don't do anything. But just a real simple prayer. Forgive me of my sins. Come into my heart. I want you to be my Lord. I'm going to trust in you for my eternity. I, from this day forward, I'm yours. And we really mean it from our heart. And boom, 
right there. We're saved. We don't have to worry about blaspheme of the Holy Spirit. Grieving, yes. Blaspheme, no. <laughs> and uh, man, we, because we've accepted the testimony of the Holy Spirit about who Jesus is. And if you need to know where that comes from, if you got Google, go look up the sinner's prayer. Amen. <laughs> Amen. You can Google anything in that in case you, you need can Google to. anything these days. But that's yes. it. That's it. Well, Thomas, are we about uh, time wise? Yeah, we have about a, technically a minute left. So it'd be a good time if somebody wants to close us out in prayer, we should be should be good to go. All right. Okay. Well, I tell you what, uh, uh, Roy, why don't you just close us out in prayer? Heavenly Father. Today we come to before you as as try to be witnesses for your word, Father. We just ask today that you would call so many people to come up, give them the understanding that through the power of their of your spirit in them, that they can live a better life, that they can have Jesus take those sins away, that his work on the cross, Father, if you could just convince them that his work on the cross was for them, each one individually, not as a group that he died for each person. Father, I just thank you for the blessings that you've given us for this program. And the people that are listening, Father, I just ask that you would be with all of them. I ask that you would drive them to witness for you. For it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 And folks, if you're watching and uh, you catch us after we're live, uh, it's uh, 7 o'clock now. Uh, if you catch that after, but if you've been watching or catch us later and you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior after seeing this, would you email us? Thomas, what's our email address that they can uh, do that? Yeah. So if they they uh, just for First Baptist Church, it's just office at fbctroytx.org or contact Roy or Wayne, depending on if you attend one of their churches and just we'll, we'll share it among our group. Yeah, and I think what you can even go prayer at fbctroytx.org. Yeah, in uh, that, and we'll share that. And so, uh, but do that because we will get some information to you, and uh, we want to be praying for you and what uh, what God has done in your life, guys. Thank y'all for joining us, Kathy. I'll see you in the living room in just a little bit.